This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Round Rewind. Uh, well, let's start with the um, the Kiwis and Tonga on uh, on Saturday night. 26-6, the Kiwis. I think we probably thought it might be a little bit closer, Kimpy. We even talked last week about, you know, Tonga even coming out and, and maybe upsetting the Kiwis. But, I mean, that was, we talked about it being one of the best Kiwi sides we've ever seen. It was one of the best Kiwi performances you'll see. Oh, 100%. I don't know who was taught saying they were going to be close, but uh, I thought there was 20 points in it. Uh, and my all on paper, best spine, best middle, great all, uh, all over uh, shape of the side, and they delivered until the rain came down. So uh, exciting going into the World Cup. Uh, Joey Manu, I mean, <laughs> 400, 400 metres, unbelievable. Absolutely freakish. Um, do we see potentially with Tonga what we talked about, the lack of the direction and, and say like the halves? We, the, I think the forwards were okay, but I just felt like they had no creativity on attack. They had no, I guess, structure like the Kiwis had. Well, they had no chance to attack because they were in the wrong side, wrong end of the football um, field. Their position on the football field was really poor. They were coming mm. out of their, their half basically for 70% of the game. So, yes, it was their spine, just wasn't up to it. Havili, yeah. uh, Amone, and and even our, our centre from Brisbane um, that was running around out there in the 5 ages, he just couldn't get couldn't get the kicking game in order. So, you now the Kiwis dominated it all, all across the park. Who impressed you the most individually? Oh, Joey Manu was a standout for 400 metres, but I thought the middle was outstanding. Mm. You know, the way that... Jesse Bromwich passed the ball, for instance, um, and just kept moving their defensive line around because that's where the collision was happening in the middle of the park. While we were there watching it, it was really severe. You know, it was severe collision in the middle, but New Zealand wouldn't allow that collision to stop them from playing football. Uh, Fisher Harris was outstanding. Incredible, yes. Absolutely outstanding. And my player of the day was Kenny Bromwich. I thought Kenny Bromwich was, you know, a lot of people don't actually see the amount of work he does defensively along with his attack. Um, He was very good. And uh, I should have actually asked you at the top of the show, Kimby, you first time at Mouse Martin, three years, mate. How did that, what was that like? Well, mate, it was the same box, Sammy, calling the game. It was yeah. actually quite cool walking through there. Um, man, it was awesome with a full full house of Tongans. I take my hat off to the support. You know, the Tongan supporters are beautiful supporters. They, you know, were happy, jovial. There was a little incident there. I think they're making, you know, a mountain out of a molehill um, in the media currently. But other than that, to get that much support across South Auckland into uh, Mount Smart Stadium... And just, like I said in the breakfast show, I don't think they cared if they won or lost. They were just happy to be yeah. sort of supporting their nation. Yeah, they were still singing in the 80th minute. Um, the other game on Saturday night was uh, Samoa and the Cook Islands, and that Samoan team just looked fantastic. David Nofaluma got four tries, um, so if you had money on him, uh, you know, he did very, very well. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a force, I think, for the future as well. They had a bunch of those Panthers boys in there, Taylor Mayo's at Targo. Um, 
42-12, just, yeah, getting the job done. Yeah, well, I watched that game. I went home and watched that game as well. And, uh, you know, they jumped out really early and got a, got a, a bit of a jump on Cook Island, Cook Islands. But for the next 20, 30 minutes, the Cook Islanders, they could have gone over three times, got held up over the line and, and started to come back into the game. But they threw a couple of intercept passes out to Dave uh, Nufaluma. Uh, and he just, mate... Speed to burn. Try scoring machine, and, there, guy. And Josh Schuster. Yeah. Josh Schuster. Honestly, we're going to hear more of that name uh, for years to come. He was just unbelievable. Yeah, some awesome images of him, you know, tearing up for the national anthem. Shows what it means to these boys. Um, Papua New Guinea and Fiji. Now, I don't know. I can't remember what we picked last Wednesday. Oh, but I picked Fiji. Yeah, I felt like the, the sentiment was going to Fiji, but Papua New Guinea. Um, and the side was good on paper, the Papua New Guinea side, but they stepped up big time, 24-14. Yeah, well, Mr. Mr. Flanagan didn't do his coaching credentials any damage. He coached in the Papua New Guineans to a win. Um, young Lamb, uh, that's Adrian Lamb's son, playing a halfback out of Sydney City. And just the way that they, like, they're tough, man. Like I always say, the, the Papua New Guineans to play against, you know, they're four foot tall, but they hit like they're ten foot tall, you <laughs> yeah. know. And they took the game to Fiji and, and just outplayed them. And I'm real happy for, for Papua New Guinea because it's their national sport, you know. So for them to get a win on this occasion in this window would do, you know, so much just for the country. I tell you what, Kempi, um, what that did for me over the weekend, I am so fizz for the Rugby League World Cup. Absolutely I, cannot wait for that. And I actually think it's it's actually a good thing we didn't have it last year and it's been moved to this year. I actually think that's the best thing that could have happened, you know? Yeah, um, look, I, th- I think, Sam, what, what actually happened on the weekend was that a lot of other players got the, the itch yes. about making that team because yep. they they would have seen the weekend, they would have seen the support, but they would have seen the opportunity that, man, we've actually got a shot. Mm. So you couldn't, you know, we haven't seen the Aussies play, we don't know what they're coming up with um, outside of origin at the moment, but you've got to look at that Kiwi team, on, and obviously this, this all week, they're a dead set chance. Yes. You know, England would feel the same up there beating the Pacific All-Star team. A Tonga, Samoa are only going to get stronger when they get all their players back. So, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be the best World Cup I think we've ever seen. And uh, finally on Sunday, of course, State of Origin Game 2 um, in Perth. Uh, New South Wales levelling the, series for, uh, levelling the series 44-12. A few talking points out of this, Kempe, but what did you what did you take away? Well, I took away that Joel Kane when he spoke to us on the breakfast show last week was smack, you know, smack dead on, right? You know, he said that they're going to win by 20. Mm-hmm. Um, the Penrith and getting Curacao into hooker to help out with the Perith, uh, Penrith mix along with uh, Matt Burton that went into the centres outside towards to tighten up that left edge. And then the kicking game and it, and and releasing Nathan Cleary. And guess what? Nathan Cleary picks up the MVP. So, um, you know, the, the thing with the Perth exercise is such a long way away. It's a, such a different week for them. And, and I'm glad that it's a 1-1 one, one, um, even series at the moment because now they're going to go back to Brisbane. Yeah. Everyone's going to write Brisbane off, mm. but you never wipe Brisbane off when they play at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the bit of controversy that people talked about was the uh, obviously the Felice Kafusi sim bidding, and a lot of people said, "Oh, you know that changed the game." I think he'd be. If you lose 44-12, it ain't one sin bidding that's done the damage for you in, in a game It changes like momentum. It and, does. And in the context of the, the sin binning, it, there's more to it than that. And that's Freddie getting into the coaches the week before. And I don't know if you saw it on Friday, but at the at the final coaches captain catch-up, which was a public um, meeting in town in Perth, uh, Billy Slater got up after the meeting and gave gave. Uh, Freddie a bit of a mouthful about how, what he said about the Queensland players were doing in the ruck. 
Freddie got to the referee. Yeah. That referee will not ref the third origin. I did think, though, that um, if you look at the penalty count leading up to the simming, they had about four or five set restarts in penalty. I, I, like, I thought it was fair, um, but then I also thought that Queensland didn't respond. Can be, and, you know, sometimes you see teams really bounce back from a yellow card, and they really, you know, come together and say, boys, head down. But um, I felt like Queensland went the other way. Um, well, they're, they're, they are. They're moments that change games and momentum in rugby league is the, is the mm. biggest um, shift that you can have to actually uh, capitalise on and that was a that was a telling moment. Sending Kafusi to the Sinbin was a moment that actually changed the, the, the shape of the game and like Freddie said uh, at half time when they went in and there was only a couple of points between them he thought they were well on top and it, and it proved that he was right in the end. Mm. Life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um, polishing off this wine that's tough Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.